Welcome back to Brown Guy Radio, and we're on with Scotty Melvin, and he's got the 2A District 6 preview for you. Welcome back, Scotty. Hey, how's it going? How's everybody doing? Well, we're all excited to hear about this 2A uh, Division 6, so uh, just go ahead and let us hear about it. Well, this is uh, this is another one that was a little bit hard to uh, break down as far as making predictions because you've got Williamsburg and Mid Prairie. They're kind of the class of that district here recently. And then you've got uh, the rest of the league. And everybody lost some key players, but uh, Williamsburg and Mid Prairie returned some really talented guys. Um, so I think they're still going to be the top of this district. And I went ahead and put Williamsburg at the top. Uh, not because I think they're, you know, head and shoulders above Mid Prairie. It's simply because that's how it how it uh, flushed out last year. And uh, until Mid Prairie can knock them guys off, I'm going to give Williamsburg the top spot for two A six. Now, breaking down the Raiders, Williamsburg, they made it to the dome last year. If you remember, we were in a tumble for the for the Bacon Fest, and they were playing in the semifinals, and they lost a heartbreaker up there at the Unidome, and. Uh, you know, they do lose a key member of their offense, quarterback Cade Ritchie. He had 1,300 yards passing last year, 29 touchdowns. He was a, a big-time producer for their offense. Um, they're also losing a, a really good wide receiver, defensive back Jake Weber. He had 50 catches last year for over 1,000 yards and 17 touchdowns. Huge numbers uh, that they're, they're, they're saying goodbye to there. And he also had six interceptions on defense. So he was a, a two-way guy that – uh, had a lot of value for the Raiders last year, but the cupboard is not by any means dry for the Raiders. They've got junior uh, Derek Weiskopf coming back. And so he's an Iowa signee, I believe, as a linebacker, um, even though he's listed as a quarterback and a safety for the Raiders. And he's going to be in that class with uh, with our, our guy Cam Buffington from Winfield Mount Union there. So there's a tie-in to uh, the Southeast Iowa there. But they're in the same recruiting class for uh, defense for the Iowa Hawkeyes. And if you've seen any film on Derek, this is a supreme athlete. His his, um, his numbers on the football field are great, but I've seen basketball footage of him that would just blow your mind. This kid, uh, he plays above the rim. And then when I saw that uh, the footage I was watching last year was uh, of a sophomore in high school, yeah, I was just floored. I mean, he's, he's immensely talented, immensely athletic. And uh, for the Raiders last year, he had uh, most of his offensive um, production was, was – catching the ball and he had 23 receptions uh almost 400 yards five touchdowns you know not crazy numbers there but they had some upperclassmen that probably got the ball more than he did uh he did have 80 tackles on the defensive side so that's a a pretty huge number coming from you know a sophomore player and uh they return uh senior gable dayton he's uh listed as a running back and a linebacker he rushed for 830 yards uh, last year and eight touchdowns uh, had 68 tackles on defense, another two-way guy. Uh, they've got a, a fellow named Maddox Dorman, who's a safety wide receiver that had 48 tackles. And then they've got uh, senior Owen Douglas coming back, who's a defensive lineman and also plays some running back. So that's kind of an interesting thing there. He must be a bruiser <laughs> playing defensive line, you know, and then uh, running back on offense. But uh, he had 50 tackles. So Williamsburg set up good to overcome the players they've lost. And that's why I've got them picked to finish first. But I hope I'm wrong because right on their heels is our mid-prairie Golden Hawks. Uh, you know, what can you say about that school, man? I mean, they gave us thrills for, for all seasons last year, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Playoffs and football, uh, 
state running almost the state championship in baseball or state running uh, basketball yeah they, they do every everything well let me uh before we get we move on to mid though uh if i remember right williamsburg was zero and four yeah it was uh, they i think it, they were zero and three to start and i remember you and me talking about that early in the season that that was uh something not to pay a lot of attention to you know you've got your non-district games which really don't count towards your your playoff and they played some later. beasts didn't they what's that they just lined up a bunch of great teams to play absolutely man everybody they played uh before they got into district play were were massive heavyweights in the state of iowa for high school football i, I can't remember everybody but i know they played band meter who's a 2a or 1a or 2a heavyweight i don't know from out west there but Makes it to the dome about every year. I think they played Regina. No, they, they won the state championship in baseball, right? And uh, maybe Solon. I, I can't remember, but it was it was just Solon loaded. Beast too. Yeah, uh, they loaded their schedule and they lost those games close. So you know, no big deal. And then they get into district play and they just kind of rolled right through, except for that game against Mid Prairie. And I think a lot of folks, maybe including myself, early on, kind of written Mid Prairie off because. Uh, you know, they, they had lost a game pretty badly early on to Sigourney Kyoto, and then they had to forfeit a game to Regina, and I thought, well, man, uh, maybe they don't have numbers this year. I, I didn't know a lot about them yet because we hadn't really dove into this thing too much at that point, and I thought, eh, it might be kind of a down year for Mid-Prairie, but, man, they they uh, they turned it around, didn't they? Yeah, they were fantastic. They were a lot of fun to, to, to watch. What I remember about Williamsburg was they were huge. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. they had the biggest football team I, I saw all year. Just on the size wise, I didn't uh, look through their roster to see, you know, do they have a lot of linemen returning or whatnot? But I'm trying to get a little better at that too, because you know Nathan Piercy kind of inspired me there. Uh, that, you know, I don't, you don't have numbers on those guys, but you can at least look through the roster and say, you know, oh man, there's some, there's some big kids coming back, or oh, they've lost a lot of players or whatever. And uh, I didn't look, I didn't look through Williamsburg's uh, linemen to see what's what's coming back for them, but. Uh, they're another one of those reload programs, man. I mean, uh, you can't count them out year to well, year. Well, you notice when I when I talk to a coach about the team, I ask him about the offensive line before I talk to him about the quarterback or the running. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a, as or more important than any other unit on on the field, and that's the one that you know if you go to varsity bound or whatever, you're not going to see any stats. So it's hard to uh, for me from my from my vantage point when I'm trying to. Uh, you know, put a, a prediction out there. I don't know enough about the offensive line to really be able to say. So I try to go off of like kind of the star power of the guys that are coming back, especially the offensive players, um, which Williamsburg is loaded with, even though they lose this really talented quarterback and wide receiver and uh, make a prediction from there. But, you know, a lot could change depending on who's got what returning for linemen. So we'll see what happens. Let's talk about Mid Prairie though, because I'm I'm interested in how they're going to replace their quarterback. Yeah, I mean, we say goodbye to several great players, and and it's it's sad to talk about it because we've talked about all these kids for an entire year because they just went from sport to sport to sport and gave us all of the thrills that uh, a fan could want, you know. And uh, I'll start with Will Cavanaugh, Coach Cavanaugh's son. He's off to uh, Iowa Central to play football. He was their quarterback. He's another one of the the rare guys that completed 60, a little over 60% of his passes last year for over a thousand yards, 14 touchdowns. He rushed for another uh, 350 yards and five touchdowns, a big piece of their, 
their offense, and he's graduated. Uh, his mate back there in the backfield, running back Tyler Hellmuth, another, you know, almost irreplaceable talent there, but uh, nobody's quite irreplaceable, so we'll see what, they, what they've got coming back to pick up the slack. But he, you know, he put up 16 touchdowns and almost 800 yards rushing. Uh, wide receiver Jack Pennington, man, uh, that, that young man, he just, uh, he was one of my favorites every sport, every season. Uh, he was just a, a contributor and a hard worker, and he put up numbers and he helped his team win games, uh, football, of course, being one. And uh, he had 37 receptions last year, five touchdowns. They're going to uh, lose wide receiver Jared Hoffman, who I don't remember hearing his name a lot as I'm listening to games and whatnot last year, but you know, he, he contributed quite a bit on offense, had three touchdowns. And, and then, of course, the uh, All-State linebacker, Justice Jones, is gone. He had 70 tackles, and that's a big loss for them on, on the defensive side of the ball. But, uh, again, I'll say uh, – I'll repeat myself. The cupboard is not bare for Coach Cavanaugh there at Mid-Prairie. I mean, they're, they're returning. Uh, senior Braden Hartley, running, uh, running back and linebacker, he had uh, 10 yards – I'm sorry, 10 touchdowns rushing last year. 47 tackles on the defensive side of the ball, a two-way guy that, uh, you know, is going to contribute a lot as a senior. They've got senior Kane Brown coming back, and I, I believe we heard his name a lot in uh, in the baseball season. Um, he's a running back, defensive back. And and I did peruse their, their linemen, and what I noticed is they've got a lot coming back, and that bodes well. So I expect them to finish no worse than second in this district, I expect them to challenge Williamsburg for that top spot, and I think you could maybe flip flop either one of these teams for uh, you know uh, the winner in two A District Six this year. Then you move on down to the second tier, or what I would call the second tier, and it's two teams that uh, I think you could do the same with for that third and fourth spot. You could flip flop it. We got Centerville and Davis County, and I'll start with Centerville Big Reds. They finished four and five last year, man. They lose a ton um, in, in just one player, their quarterback, Sawyer Wardlow. He's a dual-threat guy. He totaled between his, his throws and his rushes last year, 23 touchdowns, 2,000 total yards of offense. That's, uh, that's some big shoes to fill for somebody, and I don't know who's going to do it. I think if uh, I've done my studying correctly, it's going to be senior uh, Brody Tuttle. He, uh, his numbers were more on the defensive side last year, but he, but I think he's going to be the guy that's going to start for the big red in uh, the quarterback spot. He did have 65 tackles last year. He must he must be a whale of a football player. And then they've got another senior, Jax Mosley. Uh, he's listed as a wide receiver and a linebacker. He had 68 tackles. So I feel like Centerville's got some, some really nice uh, defensive players coming back, but their, their offense is full of question marks. And uh, you know, that, that's going to be uh, something they're going to have to sort out if they want to make another push towards, uh, uh, you know, a playoff berth and, and finish. I've got them in the third spot, but I've just as easily put Davis County Mustangs in that third spot, too. And uh, you, you got to see them play quite a bit last year, didn't you, on, uh, on yeah, YouTube? Yeah, they were a good team. They were fun yeah. to watch, but they were undersized. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they, they won some games. They were uh, – they pushed some teams that maybe some people thought they wouldn't push. Uh, they were a quality club, I think. What I will say, though, is they're, they're losing their quarterback, Carson Mater. You know, he completed almost 60% of his passes, uh, 1,400, almost 1,500 yards passing, 13 touchdowns, rushed for almost another 700 and another 11 touchdowns. So this is almost like a mirror 
between them and Centerville with the, the production they had at quarterback that, that is now lost to graduation. You know, we're talking a guy that accounted for 24 touchdowns and, uh, you know, 2,000 yards, over 2,000 yards of offense uh, from the quarterback spot. And that's, yeah, that's tough to replace. And then they also lose their uh, their running back, Gavin McCall, who was over 1,000 yards rushing last year with uh, an eight-yard per carry average. I mean, these are big these are big losses for, for the Mustangs. Wide receiver Caden Glosser, uh, not huge numbers, but almost 500 yards receiving and, and four touchdowns. They lose a wide receiver defensive back, uh, Hoyt. His last name I can't pronounce. Starts with a D. I'll call him Hoyt D. 58 tackles. These are both sides of the ball. The Mustangs are losing some, some quality players. They do return a senior wide receiver linebacker, Taden Bish. And I think he's the guy they're going to kind of have to build around. Um, he didn't have a ton of numbers offensively. He did catch 35 balls for almost 500 yards and six touchdowns. But I saw his name in a lot of statistical categories. So I, I think he's one of those kids that, that could do about anything a coach asked of him. And so the Mustangs may have to lean on him as their, you know, maybe their top uh, uh, player. They do have a lot of young guys on the line. I did peruse their line, um, their linemen, and uh, some size, I thought. I think they'll be bigger, and those guys will be more experienced this year. So Davis County could, could be a surprise. Um, I've got them in the fourth spot in, in 2A6. And that, that kind of brings up the last two spots. And you got the uh, Eddieville, Blakesburg, Fremont Rockets. They had kind of a rough season. They were two and six. Um, they do return a couple of juniors that look like quality players. Jesse Cornelison, uh, running back, defensive back. He had 850, 850 yards rushing last year, eight touchdowns. Averaged almost six and a half yards per carry. So, you know, he, he can tote the ball. And then they've got a junior named Blake Jager that had 984 rushing yards, uh, almost six yards per carry and seven touchdowns. So kind of a uh, um, two-headed monster back there in the backfield for the Rockets that they can build on this year. Outside of that, I didn't see a whole lot, uh, you know, to talk about as far as what's coming back. So a lot of question marks uh, for the Rockets. But uh, I think they're, I think they're probably still in that bottom tier of the district and will finish fifth behind the rest of these teams. And then you've got Central Lee. They they were 0-8 last year. Um, the one thing I will say about them, they've got a lot of young guys. You will see, uh, as far as last year's roster, a ton of freshmen and a ton of sophomores that played, and they have some big kids. So will the coach, I don't know who's coaching down there, but will he, will he uh, grab a hold of that and uh, turn it into something more than an 0-8 team this year? I don't know. Um, it's going to be tough. Central is not really a traditionally powerful uh, football program down there, so it's going to take uh, it's going to take some work to get them, you know, moving off that sixth spot in the district. But uh, they do have a couple, uh, three young guys that wrote down. I think we we can watch for. And I, I saw them play baseball this year. It's not like they lack athletes down there at Central Lee. That's uh, I think it's just kind of a football thing that they need to get straightened out down there. But Caden Calfee, Hunter Gregory. Corey Jones, I think those guys are, are some pieces to build on down there at Central League. Like I said, they've got a lot of young guys and they've got some size. We'll see how it plays out for them. But uh, as of right now, I've got them, you know, finishing last again in, in the uh, district. So that's uh, that's my predictions on 2A6. Looking for big years from Williamsburg and Mid-Prairie again. Yeah, there's a, a couple heavyweights. And then uh, that, there's that next tier, a couple teams that are going to push a little bit too, I think. Yeah, and, you know, depending on what, 
what uh, who's waiting in the wings, as I like to say, uh, because I don't know. I can only go off of what happened last year and, and some of those kids, like we talked, you talked about with Coach Jensen there at Sigourney Kyoto. You don't know who's sitting there just chomping at the bit and waiting for their chance. Um, so you could throw these predictions right out the window, and I'd be happy with that because I'd love to see some of these schools that I think are, you know, not going to finish as, as well as they'd probably like to. I'd like to see them prove me wrong. And, and Centerville and Davis County, you know, they could be in that mix. Well, look at Kurt Warner. He was a red shirt freshman, didn't start until his fifth year. Yeah. Uh, the guy that, that played in front of him for four years set every record the you and I had. And then in one year, Kurt Warner erased them all. So, yep. And, uh, you never know uh, any of these any of these high schools could have uh, a class of dudes like that or whatever. So uh, until they get on that field, we don't really know. Uh, it's fun to pick. I tell you, I enjoy picking and seeing if I'm right. And then, of course, you know, it feels good when you're right. But honestly, nothing feels better than somebody I thought wasn't going to be very good. It's awesome when they when they surprise and, and they do something great and they make a big run. So I well, hope somebody uh, steps up and does that this year. Well, I don't think anybody's going to hold you. Too, your feet too hard to the fire because nobody's even played a game yet, you know. So these are just. Well, I hope not because, uh, you know, I'd like to think I know a little about this sport, but uh, sometimes, <laughs> you know, like I said, they prove you wrong and, it, and it's and that makes it all the more fun. Well, George Foreman always said something that really, uh, you know, get, it was something I really thought about when he said this was they said uh, to him, he says, all you do is knock out a bunch of bums. And he would say, they're only bums after I knock them out. Before I knock them out, there's a 250-pound man trying to kill me. That's exactly right. Uh, you got to get out there and prove it on the, on the field of play, man. So, yeah, well. We'll get sorted out. Well, this has been Scotty Melvin giving you a little bit of an update on uh, 2A football. That's the biggest class that we've uh, talked about yet, uh, District 6. And uh, I it was it was another really good rundown. I appreciate you being on the show, Scott. Well, I enjoy it every single time, and uh, it's it's fun digging into these teams and and trying to figure out who you know who's going to finish where, and and then uh, watching week to week to see if uh, see if I'm like I said, see if I I know what I'm talking about or uh, who's going to be the surprise. And I, I think we'll probably see some surprises this year, and I can't wait to wait to watch it. Well, all the all the football episodes we're putting out are really really doing good numbers. It's bringing my average up quite a bit, and uh, uh, I think people are ready for football. And uh, somebody thinks a little something of, of your uh, analysis because you're getting really good numbers for me, Scott. Well, I, I mean, I you know um, I tell you all the time this is the one subject I, I have a few, but this is one I could sit and talk all day about. Man. I'm happy to do it. And if somebody wants to listen and they want to disagree, that's great too. And then, and then, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be fun to see who, who knows what, who knows their stuff. And <laughs> sometimes I do and sometimes I'm way off, but that's, that's just part of the fun for me. Well, we're only a couple of weeks away, like actually 13 days yeah. away from, uh, from the first, uh, the first, uh, kickoff. So, uh, thanks for being with us, Scott. Anytime. I can't wait to do another one. Well, it's Round Guy Radio giving you your, your football update and any other news you can use that will give you the blues. So thanks for listening.